You are listening to an episode of the Sexy Spiritual Love Co. podcast, where we talk all things relationship and love. I am your host, Olivia Rose, and I welcome you to this incredible conversation that we're about to have. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the messy sides of what goes on behind the scenes in relationships. It's interesting because I noticed that, you know, in the Instagram feeds, in um, social media, you always get the highlights, the smiles, the happily family pictures. You, you get all these little glimpses of how somebody's relationship is. And, you know, I know there's this huge trend around relationships and or lifestyles and branding that on social media as, you know, I'm living my best life. And as much as I believe that that's important for you to see like real enjoyable moments from other people, from a relationship coach perspective, I've always had a hard time when I see a feed that's full of completely, you know, I guess picture perfect versions of what relationships should be. I believe that it puts a lot of pressure on women. And even as I was growing up in relationships and you see all the highlights and I would hang out with these people or I would get to know them or I would go to their house. And you would hear these people literally like completely the opposite of how they portray themselves online. You know, they got in a fight, you know, maybe an hour before and they're not speaking. Um, or they talk really nasty to each other. And I'm not saying that that's how it is for everybody because it isn't. Um, a lot of those genuine moments are genuine, but I do believe that nothing is perfect. And I believe that a perfect relationship is not a healthy norm. So let's talk a little bit about the mess that kind of goes on behind the scenes and how you can really feel comfort in knowing that other people experience that, that you can still have a really healthy, great relationship and still have fucking fights here and there. Um, and let's talk about how to argue or have deal with conflict in a way that doesn't have to be disastrous or leaving anybody feeling in a way where they are feeling emotionally not great after a conversation. So let's talk a little bit about that. So the first thing is, I want you to know that like, even as a relationship coach, I have actively had relationships fuck up and fail in public. And I never felt like when I say the word fail, I never felt that it was something where I failed um, and this is like going to negatively affect me as a person, me as a leader or anything in that sort. Because I knew that being a leader in coaching women to truly have happiness and love requires certain decisions in the moment that might even require decisions from me in the moment in my relationships. And in order to be the best that I can be, 
I always asked myself, if somebody was going through this situation, how would I lead them? If a client was coming to me and asking me about this exact thing, how would I lead her? What would I share with her? And some of those questions have been one of the most breakthrough questions I could ever have experienced in any relationship. Because in times where I felt that I didn't know what to do, that I didn't know if it was worth working out, if I didn't know if it was worth my time, I had to be real with myself and continue to lead as I would lead others. Sometimes it's required in any relationship to lead yourself as you would lead somebody else through that situation. And that's a core aspect of like incredible fucking leadership. And leadership isn't something that is just for um, professionals. It's something that in relationships is such a powerful tool that we never talk about. So think about in your relationship, there's a difference between being a bitch (laughs) who tries to run the show and doesn't allow the other person input um, everything has to revolve around their ideas, their thoughts, their emotions. That's somebody who's running the shows being an asshole. There's another version of that that's really healthy in relationships. And that's when you lead the way in which you'd want to be treated. I heard this amazing thing probably about a year ago. Um, and I can't remember exactly which woman or which mentor said it because it was so long ago, but the words itself never really left me. And it was, this woman was talking about how she was getting so frustrated that her partner and her man was not bringing her coffee in bed or doing these nice little things that she so badly wanted him to do. She wanted him to do these things. And she would ask him and it wasn't kind of really getting through for a little bit. So she decided, you know what, every single day I'm going to wake up, I'm going to make myself coffee and I'm going to have like my cappuccino in my bed. And, you know, one day he will catch on to this. But she decided in this moment, I'm going to treat myself the way that I truly want to be treated first. I'm going to lead myself through the love in which I want to receive. And that was one of the most powerful things I've ever fucking heard when it came to relationships because so often we're waiting on others to take the lead. And when there is a problem that arises in our relationship, when there's a conflict, when there's something that you want to address, we wait for the other person to take action. And when you wait for a long period of time for someone else to take action in the relationship, you and you are the first person who has become aware that there is a dissonance, that there is something going on that needs to be fixed. The first person who has the awareness, who feels it in their soul, who knows that something's off, it is your responsibility to bring it to the table. It's something I've learned over time that is kind of a manipulative thing to, and it's a manipulative behavior that I used to do when I was younger, um, that a lot of people do without even realizing it, is trying to manipulate the situation by not bringing up something they know 
is off because either they already kind of give up in their head. They already think that it's not going, the conversation's not going to go well. It's not going to be received. It's nothing's going to change. When you project your negative mindset in front of you before you even desire to present something that could actually potentially fix the issue, it's it's a sign that if you're not willing to bring something forward to fix it, why would you expect somebody else to bridge that gap and come help you fix it too? And that is one powerful fucking thing to think about. Over time, <laughs> through, you know, conversations not going well, me having a little fucking tantrum about, you know, this person's not doing this for me or they're not providing the love that I need. I used to have a fit about these things and then expect the other person to kind of come put the pieces together. And when you come from a place of truly unconditionally loving the person you're in a relationship with, who goes first is not of relevancy. Who goes first does not matter. So I really want you to think about why are you focusing on who's going first? Who needs to go first to fix something? Who needs to go first in order to show affection? Lead the way with the love that you want to receive. You can never go wrong when you give without having to expect anything in return. I can tell you from experience, when I give love from a place of non-expectancy, I'm not fucking expecting a single thing back. I'm not over-giving. I'm not giving because I need to or because I want to, you know, feel that that person cares. I'm doing it because I genuinely want to give that person my love in some way. And when I'm not expecting that person, I'm not sitting there waiting for that person to reciprocate. I feel that when you surrender and you release to something and you surrender and you release the idea that that person has to do it right away or has to reciprocate in order for me to feel loved and I give love and feel love without always having to have someone immediately give that back to me. It is such a fucking powerful feeling and such a game changer in any relationship. When you don't need the love, you can want the love, but when you don't need the fucking love, and you can give that love to yourself, there is an energy and a confidence that will radiate from you that I can tell you right now, that person around you, your man will feel that. And usually, immediately, or within time, you will see that change start to come about naturally. So let's talk about how to have healthy conflicts, how to, you know, discuss something that's uncomfortable. I'm probably the queen of this. <laughs> and I pride myself in a lot of like fucked up conditioning around always feeling like I was around conflict for so many years of my life or dating people that created a lot of conflict for me. So eventually over time, I would say that I am an absolute master at dealing and communicating in a way that isn't going to necessarily trigger the other person and navigating arguments without having to have them 
You have to really argue. You're not ever, I want, I want to clear this up. You're never going to fucking agree on absolutely everything. It's just, it's ridiculous to even think that way. And I used to think that a healthy relationship required you to pretty much never argue, be on the same page and anything less than that I was failing. So I want you to know, first off the bat, you're not fucking failing if you argue. Your relationship is not on the rocks and your relationship isn't, you know, settled for disaster if you argue here and there. It's just, it is, it's happens because two people come together with all of their oneness and all of the things that connected them in the first place, but also all of the things that make you different. And the differences at times are often things in difference of beliefs or values that are naturally going to sometimes create some friction. So how do we have these conversations with our men? How do we have the conversations with men in a way in which they hear us, in a way in which they actually stop and say, wow, you know what? I'm really going to think about that. I'm really going to listen to what you have to say. So number one is never communicate any issue. I've learned this the hard way. I'm telling you women, as much as you have the urge to always talk about everything right in the moment, if you are heated as fuck, if you are mad, pissed off, agitated, who fucking knows, do not attempt to have a conversation from that place of in from that space in your mind. I've practiced this over a year now consistently all the time when I deal with anybody in conflict or disagreements and I'm telling you I've never gone back to that way of doing things because when you try to immediately solve a problem from a really fucked up headspace meaning a headspace that doesn't feel great a headspace that makes you feel angry or frustrated or a negative emotion Think about when you're going to communicate something and how you feel in that moment. You're mad. You're upset. You're sad. So you're going to communicate only from a place of your sadness or your anger. So it's really hard as women for us to take a step back. It literally is going to take you a lot of discipline and self-control to develop this fucking habit. But I'm telling you, it will pay off so much in the long run. Because men, and I've talked to tons and tons of men to validate this point that I'm about to share with you, they literally shut down the second you literally mention anything, you're crying, you're in a fit, whatever, they may listen depending on the person and how they respond to emotions, but most of the time, they're not really sinking in, it's not really sinking in what you're saying. They're not really fully paying attention. If you're angry, pissed off, they're either going to shut down, walk away, or not listen to anything that you say. Go silent. Like This is when you get silent treatments, people walking away, people not knowing what to say, then you pushing them to be like, why aren't you saying anything? Like This is upsetting me. This is why I don't talk to you. Like This is how arguments start. So in order to prevent that, let's not even bring up, (laughs) let's not even communicate from a place of negative emotion. Number two, when you're communicating and you have a level head and you're calm, have a solution in mind. As women, I am a talker. I'm a rambler. If I don't think about and keep in mind, what do I actually want to get out of this conversation? 
Do I want him to know that I want affection? Do I want him to know this or that? If your issue example is you don't give me enough affection, you can say, listen, it feels so fucking good when you just love me, when you give me kisses, when you cuddle me in bed when I'm not expecting it, when you make me dinner, um, when you ask me to, when you set up a romantic day without me asking, these things make me feel loved. But I haven't been feeling like I've been receiving that recently. And I want you to know that I want us to find a solution to where you feel that you want to give these things to me, where you feel like you can commit commit to acting out these things that I'm asking you for. Um, and I really just want to focus on how we can move forward so that we, I don't feel upset, so that I don't feel unloved, and I don't feel like my needs aren't being met. So how can we move forward? So it's direct, you're to the point, you're not pussyfooting around, and you're laying it on the table, like these are the ways that I would feel loved. Be fucking real, be bold, ask for what you want, be simple and direct. These are the things that I need. In order to do that, how do we move forward? It's such a beautiful way. And if you listen to the way that I worded it in the beginning, you're softening the blow. You're not saying, I don't feel that you do this ever. You suck. Like the, which is most of the time how we communicate things. Communicate it in the way of, I love when you do this. It makes me feel amazing when you say this. It makes me feel amazing when you give me this level of affection and do these things. I would love more of that. How can we make that happen? Simple, direct to the point. This is how, these are some skills that I'm telling you will pay off so much in the long run. Me and my man honestly have disagreements about things, but those disagreements are literally us disagreeing about something initially and then coming to a solution. There's no arguing, there's no yelling, there's no hard feelings, it's solved. We respect each other's time in order to process something. If something is a little bit more emotional at first or, you know, we feel a little bit weird um, or a little bit angry about something and then we come back to it and we just figure out how to move forward from it. And it's it's really healing to know that uncomfortability and, and being uncomfortable in those conversations sometimes is just, it's such a muscle. The more that you do it, And the more that you address things directly and you're not scared of that other person, like being like, oh, I can't do this for you, whatever you're asking for too much. Like if you just fucking own it, you go into that conversation solution based, I'm telling you, you will always come out with the solution. So we are going to wrap it up for today. I love you guys so, so much. I really enjoyed this chat. Hopefully it helped you. Let me know. Message me on Instagram or follow me on Facebook, Sexy Spiritual Love Co. on IG or Olivia Rose on Facebook. And let's connect, my loves. Let's connect. Let me know. Did this help you? If you try these techniques on your partner, let me know. How did it go? What happened? I would love to know how these have supported you. Have an amazing, amazing night, my loves. And thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Sexy Spiritual Love Co. Podcast.